Looking to take your career or small business to the next level? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Melissa Washington Show with your host, Melissa Washington. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Melissa Washington podcast. So glad that you are listening to me, whether you're jogging on the treadmill or outside or in your car, however you listen to your podcast. But today um, is my, actually, he was my very first guest when I started my podcast, Byron Chen. It's so glad to have you back. Melissa, thanks for having me on again. I'm, I'm uh, really excited to be back. Absolutely. So, um, our first, when we had our first podcast, and people can refer back um, to the podcast because we will get into a lot of what we talked about um, last time. But what we did talk about last time is you served in the United States Marine Corps. So if you can just just give us a high level overview of, of your time in, in in the Marine Corps and why you joined the Marine Corps. I, I joined because I really wanted to serve. I uh, grew up uh, first generation American born. Uh, in Nebraska, actually, and then raised on the East Coast, and uh, applied to the Naval Academy, didn't know anything about the military at the time, but uh, knew I wanted to serve, um, was fortunate to get in, and uh, at the end of it, when I graduated, I knew I wanted to be a Marine, uh, working side-by-side uh, side with the people that were, that were really in the, you know, uh, where the rubber meets the road. Uh, I served for six years on active duty as a military police officer. I did a uh, uh, tour in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, deployed to Iraq out of there uh, with a security company. And then in my last few years, I was over at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, uh, where I was in charge of drill instructors uh, and supervising them as they uh, did the whole boot camp thing and, and put out uh, Marines. So uh, that was my career in a, in a nutshell. And I had a great time doing it. But at the end, I wanted to move on and, and work on some other goals that I had in my life. Very cool. Very cool. So you got out of the military. You went worked in corporate America. Um, we, again, we talked a lot about that on, the, on our last podcast. But what I want to get to is you started your own podcast, Success Vets. So tell me, why did you start that, and what is what is Success Vets? I started Success Vets just about right after I got out of the military and just realized how difficult it was to transition. I mean, I feel like my background is very pretty credible. I mean, I was a Marine officer. I, I had a engineering degree, and I went to the Naval Academy. And yet uh, I still had a very hard time with the transition. And I thought, you know, this is, the, this is what all veterans are talking about when they say the transition is difficult. It's not that they don't have the skills or the background or the experience. It's that they don't have a very good bridge between uh, taking their military skills and then translating them into career and life skills. I mean, they can do it, but it's, it's, it's very difficult. And unfortunately, the resources that we have are either on one end very uh, low level. So what I mean is like those transition classes that people go through when they leave the military, those are very basic. You only get about one week of that. And then it's very uh, or it's very narrow. So if you're working with a recruiting firm, they're helping you with your resumes and your interviewing. But they don't really help you with anything else, like figuring out the rest of your life or what will really make you happy or what are the skills that will really make a difference in your career. They just want to get you hired. So I wanted to have a forum where I could talk to other successful veterans and put that information out there because I had a lot of veterans help me with that. And so Success Vets is a way for me to give back. It was a way for me to keep in touch with the military community 
and really now it's it's uh, a way that I've, it's grown uh, my business and, and my entrepreneurship uh, to what it is today. So, in, and you bring up a great point too about entrepreneurship and myself being an entrepreneur too. It's you know we start one thing, but another thing evolves from that, right? So it's like you started your entrepreneurship, you started a podcast, and now another thing has evolved, and that's what we really want to focus on here today. Is you've written a book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I, I remember when yeah. I brought you on yeah. um, was on my podcast. You had written a book, and we had talked about it then. And I remember being pretty inspired, thinking, "Oh, this would be so cool if I could do this." <laughs> and you did it. And you yeah, did it. Yeah. It's it's hard though, right? I mean, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so, so hard. So tell me about that. And, you know, and, and I can definitely probably relate to everything you're saying, but you know, especially for someone that maybe. Whether they're thinking about writing a book, why do you write a book? You know, it's so. Why did you choose? So first of all, let's tell the um, the listeners. So the book is Barracks to Boardrooms: Negotiating Your Salary After Serving in the Military. So so why this, Byron? Out of all the topics, why this specific one? Well, it's it's interesting how it uh, came about. Uh, I am. I talk about in the book. I, I don't call myself an expert in negotiation. Uh, I I feel like I'm just a I'm a teacher. Uh, negotiation is something that I've done since I was a kid. I feel like it's I grew up with it, but I didn't have a, a formal process. Uh, and when I left the military and went into the corporate world, I quickly realized that negotiation has the biggest impact on your career earnings. Uh, I didn't negotiate my first salary, and when I learned later on what my what my peers in the company were making, I was shocked. And uh, talking with some some other uh, veterans in the company, we pretty much learned that, hey, it doesn't matter how long you've been here or how well you do your job, because we, we really all did our jobs pretty well. Uh, it really comes down to whether or not you ask and negotiate uh, your, your compensation. And the other interesting, so I, you know, I had that in the back of my mind, and I had success bets, which was... Uh, a form for me to put out information like this. So I was, I was doing that, detailing my experiences. And I had made it a goal for this year to, to put out a book. It was just something that I, that I wanted to do. And when I was trying to figure out what to write about, I realized you know, my most popular posts on Success Bets, my most popular podcast on Success Bets was about salary negotiation. And then on top of that, uh, after I... Uh, after I had worked with on success fits for a while, I was consulting with a lot of veterans, and this was the most common question because there wasn't a good resource out there for them to to get this information. You know, their recruiters were helping them with interviewing and resume writing, and just getting hired, but nobody was pr- providing them guidance on how to negotiate that first offer. So this combination of things made me realize, you know, there's there's probably value here that I can provide from my own experiences and from doing the research and putting together a process that would help veterans. And uh, that's what that was the uh, impetus for the book. Awesome. And that's great because you already had some of the material and you saw that there was a need. So it's not something you just said, hey, I'm going to do this. You actually saw that there was, um, again, the need out there, but you've already had right, content right. built up. So it's kind of like you already did your research. You didn't have to take time to do research to see if there's going to be a need. You knew that that was there. So... Now, now we've got the why because you saw the the need there for that. So, how did you start to formulate and, and, and put a book together? Or you, in a sense, it was your first your manuscript. So, how did you start to put this together? Well, first, I just started. 
outlining my personal experiences. And I, and I realized that my uh, personal experiences were not just uh, negotiating my own salary, but also helping other veterans and family and families and friends negotiate theirs. Uh, that I had you know, quite a bit of quite a bit of experience that I could talk about uh, in a lot of different areas. But I didn't want the book to just be about my personal experience. I, I didn't think that would be that helpful. Um, so, it was, so that's when I went and did the research and made sure that for every tactic or strategy that I had at least some sort of research or general consensus that this was the way uh, to do a salary negotiation. Uh, so to make sure that you know there was enough data out there to prove that hey these these methods work, and then finally uh, while I was writing it, realizing that hey there's a good pretty good format here if I talk about a personal experience and back it up with research and then explain how somebody can apply it to their own situation this could be really helpful because now they have the information they need that they can tweak it however they want or they could just follow along with the process that I lay out and that could be. Uh, that could be what they use in their salary negotiation. But this took, I mean, this took several months of just experimenting and, and writing and uh, getting feedback from people to see which format they liked the best. But that's how it, that's what it ended up being. Very good. So with that, so when we talk about negotiating your salary, is this for more people in managerial positions? What, what type of person would benefit from this book? So when I when I wrote it, it, it definitely is for people with, uh, uh, I would say, on the on the corporate side of um, going into corporate careers. But these strategies can be used in any situation. And there's a portion of the book where I talk about, well, how do you how do you identify whether or not you're in a good negotiation or a negotiable situation? And one, let me let everybody out there know that you can always try to negotiate. Right, it's kind of like it's kind of like dating, at least for guys. Uh, if you you have to ask to get the date, right? If you don't ask, you don't get the date. That's that's just I don't know, Melissa. What do you? Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, for the ninety nine percent of the time, uh, if you're guys, some girl's not going to walk up to you and ask you uh, for a date. You have to if you want to go out with the girl of your dreams, you have to go out there and put yourself out there. However, the the negative consequences are not that great in salary negotiation or in dating. In salary negotiation, if you've already got a job offer, they're not likely to take away that job offer if you ask in the right way whether or not you, if they're, they're flexible on the compensation. Same thing with dating. Yeah. <laughs> if you're nice about dating, the, the worst that will happen is they just say no, right? So same thing in both cases. Um, so I, I tell everybody, anybody can negotiate. Uh, if you're... If you're in a uh, low demand um, hourly wage, very low hourly wage sort of scenario, it might be tough to negotiate a, a 20% raise, but you can negotiate a 5% raise, right? You could always just ask. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely much easier when you're talking about managerial positions or positions where you have a specific skill or you're bringing in a, a wide variety of skills to that position from project management and leadership to you know, sales and as well as marketing. Um, but the other thing that I say in the book is you really have to do your homework, right? Like no matter what, at the end of the day, if somebody's not offering you the appropriate compensation that everybody else is getting in the market, then you have, you know, you have leverage or you have uh, a position to come from to, to negotiate. So uh, I think everybody can negotiate. Definitely some positions are easier than others. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's negotiating from 
just we negotiate every day in life. I mean, right, right, right. I mean, of course, the bigger things of a job and buying a car and asking a person on a, you know, in a relationship, you know, it's it's negotiating. We're all right. negotiating there too, and just you know, and one of my um, my favorite uh, sayings is that um, you know we miss hundred percent of the shots you never take because yes. if, if you don't take it, and I think we always do too, it's the fear of somebody saying no. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it, well, and this was specifically a very difficult problem with veterans because I think when you leave the military, you're almost too trusting of the organizations that you're going to work with. I mean, this was a problem I had. I I, I took my first job and I I asked my friends, hey, do you think I should negotiate? And they said no. And I said, okay. I mean, I trust this guy. I'm sure he's giving me a good deal because. He's a veteran as well. This is the this is the, the hiring manager that I interviewed with, and I'm sure he'll take care of me. And you know, at the end of the day, like the person sta- sitting across from you who interviews you might be, you might have a great rapport with and develop a, a, a very good relationship with, but they represent their company and their job is to get a good deal for the company. So they are not going to offer you a great deal just they're not going to give you a great offer just because you're a nice guy like they work they have to represent their company and and present them with a a good offer on their end so they're going to try to get you at the best rate possible absolutely absolutely you know and it and i'm so glad too that you wrote the book um which is actually coming out um the week next week jan the week of january 11th so this is awesome and we'll talk a little bit towards the end too of where everybody can find it, but also to negotiating um, even more so for women. I mean, whether you're in the military, private more so, um, you know, coming out as far as, you know, women, we just, we, we're not really good at negotiating. So I, this is definitely a, a must read for, for women um, coming out of the military. So tell me, what's your favorite chapter in the book? My favorite chapter is, is actually probably one of the uh, early chapters. It's, um, Chapter one, where I talk about why negotiate your salary. And even in that chapter, I wrote, you know, if there's one thing that I can convince you of, it, it is to try and negotiate your salary, then I've done my job. Uh, because, like I said before, the consequences when you try to negotiate aren't that dire. You know, you're not going to, you're likely not going to lose that offer. You're not going to, you know, get screamed at or, or told to leave. Uh, worst case scenario, they're just going to tell you no. But because you asked, that means you're doing better than over uh, 50% of the people out there already because most people don't ask. And because you asked, you're, you're very likely to get a positive response uh, in several different ways. One, uh, because most employers do build flexibility into their offers. So if you ask, then they just might cave because – and this is something that has happened uh, several times with other veterans that I've worked with. You know, they'll just cave and say, all right, we'll give you, we'll give you what you're asking for. Uh, because you know you're the only person who's asked, so we'll, we'll save money on everybody else. Uh, if you ask, you'll get that. Two, if you ask, uh, it's a very high value sort of demonstration. What I mean by that is, your uh, employers are going to see you in a much higher light. They're going to see that hey, this guy understands, or this gal understands his or her value, uh, and they're asking for it pro- appropriately, right? If you do it professionally and tactfully, uh, it, it actually makes you seem more valuable in their eyes and uh i'm hoping i'm describing that right but you know if you think about it with a uh, when you're trying to let's say sell your car 
if somebody gives you a low offer and you automatically say no very confidently and say, you know, this is the offer that I that I want to get, you know, they're not going to try to keep haggling with you if they realize, you know, you're you're very confident in that answer and that you're not going to go down on that value. And they realize that, you know, that that actually is the market value. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and so, and finally, and and it's interesting, Melissa, that you mentioned uh, uh, negotiation for veterans because when I was doing the research, uh, one of the studies that I found uh, was a uh, study called "Women Don't Ask," mm-hmm. uh, and it was by two researchers who found that uh, when they when they put together all the data, uh, the gender wage gap between men and women at least partially could be attributed to women being less likely to negotiate their salaries. You know, it wasn't that there was some bias in the company uh, against giving them uh, salaries. It's just that men, for whatever reason, uh, were much more likely to ask for a, nego- uh, a, a raise, uh, whether it was at the initial offer or later on in their careers. And over time, this really became a huge difference in pay. So, uh, I mean, I, I try to tell people, hey, this first chapter is important because you just have to understand that asking is more impactful than anything else you'll do in your career. Absolutely. And you talk about too, about, you know, being prepared and everything. I mean, um, so if you can give, you know, someone here listening, you know, a couple, a couple tips, I mean, what, what would be, you know, the, the two things that you want to give them? Of course you want them to read the book because it's going to need more information, but just what, what would be a couple things you would give somebody who's right now as they're getting ready to go in for that interview and um, to be, how can they be best prepared? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Melissa, my goal is is to get this in the hands of as many veterans as, as possible, or anybody actually who's who's going through the process. And, and I mean, that's the same reason I started Success Vets. Uh, and uh, you had mentioned the the launch before. The when the book launches uh, next week, it's actually going to be available for a short promotional period for free uh, for anybody who wants to download it on on Amazon. So I think that's the best time to get it. But I, I would love for you to buy the book as well. Uh, so, and that's, very, and that's very generous of you to do that. And, <laughs> and that, of course, will be on the, the blog post as well, the link to that um, to get it for free there as well. So, all right, yes. go back to a couple tips. Yeah, so, so a few tips, and I'm probably going to jump around a little bit because, I mean, there's uh, so many that I always just want somebody to try. Uh, first would be your, your preparation. Um, another crazy, I, I felt... Um, a stat that I found while I was doing the research for the, for the book was the reason most people don't negotiate their salaries is that they don't know what the market uh, rate is for the position that they're going for, which mm-hmm. is insane, right? Like if yeah. you're going to go buy a car, once again, you know generally what you want to pay for that car. Uh, so if you if you want to ask for a, a raise or if you want to ask for a higher compensation, you're going to have to know what's going to be reasonable. Um, you know, my, my book isn't how to negotiate your salary like an unreasonably high salary. It's, it's uh, you know, the high end of what you can get um, in the market. So there, there are several places that you can do this. Uh, obviously, you can do different Google searches for the position, uh, but there's also uh, visador.com, which is a very cool site. Uh, any company that, that uh, brings in foreign workers, meaning it, give, it gives them a visa so that they can work in America, has to release their uh, salary data uh, for that position. So you can very easily, for just about any large uh, Fortune 500 company, figure out you know how much they're paying these workers coming in from a different country, and uh, you can look at. Uh, there's a bunch of different salary uh, review sites or pay scale sites out there. There's PayScale.com, there's Glassdoor.com, there's Glassdoor. Salary.com. Yep. And what I tell people is they should take all that information 
And then they should also try to network with people in that industry or even in that company to get a general idea of what the what the uh, range of salaries is for that for that for that area. Um, if you do that, you you're you already have a good leg to stand on when you go to negotiate with your uh, potential employer because you can tell them, hey, th- from my research, you know, this is what I'm seeing in the market. Uh, is there any room for you to be flexible? Because I, I, I would really like to uh, be paid at least at the market rate, right? Like if you're getting hired for the job, you should be paid what everybody else is getting paid at a minimum. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, and that's the preparation uh, going in. I think there's a, a lot of mental preparation you can do as well uh, because um, what I've found is a lot of people give excuses such as, you know, this economy is tough or I will uh, – negotiate my salary when I work at the company for a few years or I will, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm just too new and I, I, they might not, you know, say, say yes to whatever I'm asking for. And these are really self doubts that you really have to examine whether or not they're true or, and, and valid and, and get over them so that you can ask uh, for a salary negotiation. I mean, I find that when I consult with veterans or anybody trying to negotiate their salaries, most of the time, I'm just reassuring them that they're going to be okay, right? Like all these beliefs that they have are just self-doubts, and they can still ask in a salary negotiation, um, even if the, even if any of those things are true. So uh, there's a whole book on on that, you know, identifying your self-doubts about salary negotiation and, and overcoming those, so that you can you know confidently ask for for a raise. No, oh, no, uh, that's great. And, and unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to read the book because it'll be out um, next week. But do you cover when we look not just at the salary, but the total compensation? So that way you have, some, you know, if, if they can accommodate the salary, well, maybe you can negotiate some extra PTO or some extra, you know, some extra yes, time definitely, off. Or, definitely. Because I think a lot of times, too, you know, and I have just, I don't have a whole book about it, but mine is, I think, like a couple paragraphs about it in my book. But, you know, and coming from HR, too, I think. People, they so much focus on just the salary, they forget all the other things, too, that encompass not just the dollar, but the vacation time, if there's a 401k match, the medical and all that. Right, uh, right. Do you, do you discuss that in your book? I do, I, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, the research shows that um, – let's let me pull it up really quick. So the research shows there's – that most companies build flexibility into their into their uh, compensation packages, and I mix the term salary and, and compensation package to, together a lot. But really, when I when I talk about salary, I'm talking about you know, anything that you can negotiate yep. in the offer. Yeah, total comp. Yep. And then now there are even if employers are unwilling to adjust on uh, your your actual salary, your base salary. Uh, research shows that 62% are still willing to compromise on other areas. So what you're talking about, Melissa, such as vacation time, expenses, um, Flex paid time. time off. Yeah, you know. But, and that's, that goes into the research, too, which yeah. people you should have ready, like your list. Okay, well, if they say no on this, then I'm – and I think, too, also is what's important to you. What's – you know, if having, you know, every other Friday off or having oh, – exactly, exactly. It's what's I, important to you. And that's one thing when you when you leave the military, you don't realize like you have all these things that are negotiable or, or up up for debate, really. And so I, there is a chapter on covering you know all the different options uh, in a, a contract, uh, everything from options like like uh, stock options to time off. And I also 
say that, you know, in my research, I found that there are people that have negotiated for things like gift cards or lunches with the CEO because they've already negotiated so far down the line that there was not really anything else that they wanted. So they they were throwing in little bonuses or trying to get their company to throw in little bonuses like that. So really, I mean, you could negotiate anything. Uh, it's it's really it, uh, how savvy you are and how prepared you are. Oh, I agree. Another thing, too, is, you know, unfortunately, um, people who haven't served in the military have a misconception that veterans are compensated the rest of their life and their medical is taking care of the rest <laughs> of their life, right? So, right, right, right. so when you go in, uh, and this has happened to me, too, you think, okay, well, you've been in the military, you don't need medical or you don't need, um, maybe you don't need as much salary because you're getting some other compensation, which has no factor in right, what you totally. should be paid. And this happens more than not. And I think it's so important for people transitioning out of the military to understand that. Right. Completely inappropriate for somebody to assume that, hey, because you have uh, this or that, uh, and even if they're wrong, <laughs> that you know you shouldn't be compensated appropriately or adequately uh, because of that. And uh, there's actually a, a chapter in the book talking about why you shouldn't uh, let people know what your previous salary was. Uh, and of course, sometimes you do have to give up that information. So I talk about you know how to how to pass it along. But the the problem with with giving information like that is. Not that it happens all the time, but it's likely that the other side will try to use it against you. Oh, so absolutely. if you're, yeah, I mean, coming from the military, your, your, your salary is definitely or likely not to be as high as your civilian counterparts. And, and I'm just talking about base salary, like what they see on a public pay scale. And so they'll assume, well, if we give this person just a little bit more and it's still way less than the rest of the market, they should be happy. And uh, you really have to reframe uh, reframe, reframe the conversation for them because you're you're getting hired because you're going to bring a ton of value to the company. You're going to either make them a lot of money or you're going to uh, improve processes so you save them a bunch of money. So they should be thinking about it in those terms, not about you know them doing you a favor. So when you talk about uh, salary uh, in any form, you're talking about the value you're going to bring and how much actually you know the company is going to be getting a great deal by bringing you on. Now, if they are focused on some of these things in your military background, like, hey, you were paid you know, this little and you also get health care and all these things, what I suggest is you, know, you should explain your military compensation as a complete package. So you should tell them, well, I also got these great uh, benefits. I also got housing and all this. So that if they're asking for you what your previous salary was, you should tell them, well, my salary was this, but my whole compensation was actually this. And you right. give them, you know, depending on you know what what grade or rank you were, uh, you can explain to them, you know. So you actually made a lot more than what they might assume, so that you put yourself in the same peer group as everybody else there that they're interviewing. Absolutely. And you know, and you don't have to share that the 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 BAH and other things weren't you know taxable, but you know that's that's okay. <laughs> right, and so that, that's the other thing about yeah. negotiation is, uh, it's you don't <laughs> you don't have to give up all the information uh, to the other side. You know, you you have to explain what's you have to use what's helpful to you because they're going to do the same for themselves, right? They're going to give you a contract. And they're going to say, hey, this is the compensation that we're offering you. That's it. They're not going to say, well, actually, we pay everybody else a lot more. Or actually, if you ask, we're going to pay, we'll, we'll give you 10% of a higher bonus, right? Like, it's up on, it's, the onus is on you to provide that information. So I think it goes both ways. Yeah. You don't 
have to tell them what your previous salary was. You don't have to tell them that you have a relocation bonus, you don't, that your relocation will be covered by the military. Because you know what? If the company will cover it, you get to save Absolutely. that money or pocket that money. <laughs> yeah. um, if they want to ask, I, I think you should be honest. Uh, but uh, really, I, that, that information is up to you, and that information is valuable. So be very careful about you know how you, uh, what you, what information you provide when you're when you're talking about uh, a negotiation. A negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just don't give it up if they don't ask. That's a thing, you know. And the other thing is too, yep. just to to be quiet. So you put out to whatever they can say. What's your number? Yeah. Yep. And then so many people will start. So if I said, okay, you came to me and said, okay, well, what do you? Here's the offer, and I said, well, no, I was looking at more like at you know ninety one thousand, and then you got to be quiet. Because that's a thing, you know, one of those things. Yeah. If you yeah. keep saying it, then you're going to mess it up. So you yeah. let them talk. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, right. I think I titled. There, I think the subtitle of that in my book was, "Ask and then and then shut it." Yep. Because. <laughs> because no matter, well, if they, if you ask for something, and, and this goes in sales or or in marketing, like once you ask, just wait because, you're not going to all of a sudden convince them if you start adding stuff to your argument. Like you've already laid out your argument, and you're you, you made your ask. You wait. Now, if they have questions, then you go ahead and answer. Uh, but, but really, you know, let them let them come up with the questions. Because if you start uh, trying to explain more after you ask, you might actually convince them other of uh, of saying no because you, you might answer the wrong thing or be addressing the, the wrong issue. You know, just just let the just ask and and see how things uh, come out. Oh, this is fantastic. I, I'm. So looking forward to um, reading your book next week, the the barracks to boardrooms, negotiating your salary after um, serving in the military. Sir, thank you, serving in the military. <laughs> it was kind it's of a long subtitle. Kind of, I know. Well, mine is longer, so I'm uh, I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, and it's so key. So so let's so let's wrap this up. How can someone find you? Success Vets is your website dot right. com. Successvets.com. It's got all. It's got all of. It's got a um, library of your different podcasts. You've got an awesome resource section on there, and you have got information um, on your book. Now, if someone, how else they can go to Amazon? They could just look for the the barracks to boardrooms um, next week, or they can just look for your name, Byron Chen, on Amazon. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I think the other probably the easiest way is if you go to successvets.com slash book you can find more information about the book and there you can sign up for my newsletter and i'll be announcing to everybody when the book launches to remind them that there is a short promotional period where they can download it for free great so we just have a a small window to to get that um from amazon now is that downloading it from kindle or actually get an actual book that's uh downloading for kindle perfect Uh, the paperback will be available shortly there afterwards and and uh, that one they'll they, they can, they'll have to pay for. So I, I mean I I've been telling people if you if you want to get it and you're in the uh, in that uh, negotiation phase right now definitely download it soon. Um, my priority is to help veterans first, and, and I think that uh, the my compensation will take care of that self, but that can take care of itself if I help enough people, and that's my goal, especially for this book. And so. Um, and how long is your book? How many pages are we looking at on this? Uh, it's. Uh, 82. The paperback is 82. On on Kindle, I'm not sure what they use to, to to rate it, but it's uh probably a couple. It's a good couple hours of reading. Good. Uh, just enough to to cover really every 
area uh, that you would need to in the process for, for negotiation. Uh, and then there's a good uh, resource list at the end uh, in case you wanted to follow up and find out more about uh, the research that I did or do your own uh, to fit your specific situation. Fantastic. And you're also on Twitter? Right, at SuccessFets. Success and you can Fets. also find me on, on Facebook. Uh, so there's a SuccessFets page, SuccessFets with Byron Chen. And if, if anybody has questions about salary negotiation, definitely shoot me an email, byron at successfets.com, uh, willing to answer just about any question uh, as long as I can uh, for the next few months while, while the book is out uh, and so that I can, people have any questions about the book or, or <laughs> any of the tactics or strategies that I talk about, I want to make sure that it's really clear because, you know, the more veterans that, that, that come out and are getting paid appropriately and are building like careers and lives that they really want. I think, you know, that is what will change the the fabric of the story that we have right now because we it sounds like we have a lot of veterans coming out having trouble transitioning into the the corporate space and I don't think that's fair. I mean, I think veterans once they get in there and get uh, running, do an awesome job and they just need to pick up some skills like this. So I want, you know, all veterans out there to be representing each other and really making themselves look good uh, by by negotiating and interviewing and uh, just uh, doing all these things really well when they leave the military. Oh, just fan fantastic, fantastic. And looking forward to reading this, promoting this, sharing this um, with your with their launch of the, the book next week. Fantastic. Barracks to boardrooms, negotiating your salary after serving in the military. Uh, Byron Chen, anything else, you, anything else you want to share as we wrap it up here? Uh, no, Melissa. Just, just thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you were willing to bring me on after the, after the first one. So. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things, and you know, and it's, it's all about networking. And I know we're talking about this, but, you know, we've never personally met before. But it's, it's all, it's, it's utilizing social media to network to be able to not only help each other, but we're helping veterans as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I love that. And I, it's been. I mean, that's. That's uh, one of the other things when people ask me, like, why am I going to give uh, this book away for free? Well, it's because I get to go do cool things like this, go on your podcast, meet amazing veterans. And, I mean, that's what fires me up, and that's what's kept me going. And, uh, Melissa, you know how difficult it is to write a book. Uh, I didn't realize how difficult it was until I started getting into it. Uh, but I was committed to helping others, and I was – I had people uh, like you along the way that that supported me and told me, no, I have to. You have to get this book out. And so, uh, I mean, all these things are, are to me end up being much more value than the monetary compensation. Uh, but that, you know, you I think you've mentioned on the show before your your net worth is your is your network, uh, yep. and that that's really been the the most amazing part of this whole journey for me. Fantastic. All right. Well, I'm wishing you all the luck. Next week, I know it's going to be awesome. Your your launch next week, and I'm I'm so glad you're on here, and I'm happy to um, help you promote this and get this in the hands of our transitioning military members too, and also too the, the spouses as well. So that's you know another one too. We'll make sure um, we we share that with them as well. So. Definitely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Byron. All right. You're listening to the Melissa Washington Show. MelissaWashington.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Melissa Washington Show. Branding, career transitioning, marketing, you name it, she's got you covered. Head on over to MelissaWashington.com to stay up to date and get access to past shows. We'll see you next time.